Welcome to the Work Utopia podcast, the number one show on the internet for job seekers, professionals, and anyone else who desires an outstanding life. Dream up your work utopia, get all the tools you need, create an amazing career, and live a life full of purpose, positivity, and happiness. And now, the man dedicated to helping you attract your ultimate work, Alexander Lauren. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Work Utopia podcast. Alexander here. Podcast about what to give up, what to take up. What do you think? What do you think about when you're told that you're on a path? You know, the path path is a road, I guess. You walk on it. On and on you walk. You're, you're not alone. You've got your body, maybe your speech, got your mind, and other people too. Some, some you think are kind, others you think are mean. And there seems to be an endless supply of, of teachers. It, it took you countless miles to recognize these teachers, but they've become clearer to you. And they're getting clearer to you all of the time. Now, this path, it it seems to have some really large boulders that either keep you standing on the spot, or you go around them, or or you even climb over them. You know, (laughs) doesn't that all, that almost sounds way too simple. The path is, is the world, right? So, Maybe stretch the world or make it flat like pre-1600s before the likes of Galileo or Copernicus. Your path is where you lie. It's where you sit. It's where you're walking. It's the street, the earth, the floors in your homes. Where in the world am I going with this? You may ask yourself, where is he going with this? Two things. One. You know, I've really just started to explore words more and and sayings and analyzing them more now than I ever used to. And I, I'm, I've been inspired to do this because I've heard so many false ideas out there. And these false ideas, they hold us back because we're so willing to accept them. And I, I just have not figured out where these false ideas come from that hold us back, that keep us standing in front of the big boulder. Invisible hand. Ooh, how about the Illuminati? Heard that one, the Illuminati? Marketing, advertising. Here's a good controversial one. How about the richest people in the world? Number two, the second reason was, or is, I'm I'm just always fascinated on the role of spirituality and how it helps us shape and and reframe our world. I mean, it's a wonderful tool and a marvelous, it's a marvelous thing. And I I never mentioned it in in my metaphorical description of the path. I've never mentioned it. Where is it? Maybe maybe it's in the air. Maybe Maybe it's invisible. Maybe it's planted inside of us, inside of everything. I love it. I, I love it, and I highly recommend taking up some form of a spiritual life. 
on your path. I think, you know, I think after we have a spiritual philosophy for some time, let's be, let's get real here. It's something that we can easily give up on too. And I'm just mentioning it because I know I've, I've done it. I've actually done it a couple of times. So keep in mind with your spiritual path. When I was in my mid-twenties, I had this real challenge with my early Christian upbringing. It just started in my mid-twenties. And back then, I remember that period of my life, I was in this habit of pointing fingers at everyone and blaming everyone and everything else for my own inadequacies. I was completely ignorant. Have you been through that stage? I, I wonder if everyone go everyone goes through that stage. I don't know. Down the down the road, many years later, I had discovered I discovered I, this amazing discovery of Buddhism. And it went so well. It went well for so long. And it removed so much ignorance, especially especially the ignorance that I had toward my my Catholic religion. But you know what? There was a crash. Even with that, even with such a beautiful way of living, beautiful tradition, there was a crash. And when it crashed for me, at that point, I just kept looking. And I was just looking and, and keeping my mind open. Along that time... I discovered the yoga of Patanjali, Patanjali, Patanjali. And I started listening to the teachings from a teacher named Sri. And I learned more about spirituality and I learned about another way of meditation. I got to tell you this, listener, you really should start your own podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I talked to possibly the greatest teacher, you know, in my mind, that, you know, personally, the greatest teacher that I have ever heard, Lama Marut. I mean, he's made such an impact on me. I never spoke to him before. The podcast interview that I did with him was the very first time I talked to him. Now, I am going to bring you part one of my interview with Sri. I never, I, I never talked to her before either. This is the first time we've actually spoken to one another. For me, it's just so amazing. It's so amazing for me. So I hope that my example inspires you. And I hope that any of these interviews help you along your path. Okay, here it is. Here's part one of my interview with Shri. Sherry Wade, Shri, has come to realize that the peaceful meditative state is our true nature. She speaks and writes with clarity and wisdom as to how one can unfold this awareness and transform one's life. She is a certified meditation instructor from the International Meditation Institute in the Himalayas, India, where she has spent over 10 years in self-inquiry and study. Shri has been teaching meditation since 1985 and is known as a teacher of teachers. 
Shri received her master's degree in counseling psychology and has practiced in Florida for many years as a licensed mental health counselor specializing in stress management and meditation. She is certified by the National Board of Certified Counselors. She was director of the Meditation Center in Delroy Beach, Florida, where she developed and conducted transformation meditation teacher training and evolved the home study program. She's written articles for numerous newspapers and magazines and was a featured columnist for several years. She is currently director of Transformation Meditation, Inc., an internet-based institute providing continuing education courses in meditation and yoga philosophy. Sri, it's an honor to have you here with me right now. Oh, thank you very much. It's uh, I haven't heard anybody read my introduction before. I sound pretty good. Ah, you sound awesome. <laughs> you sound awesome. Yeah, well, it's, it's great to be here and to be able to do this with you. Oh, pleasure is mine. Now, you're currently mm-hmm. in India. Now, yes. Now, would you say that India is a great vacation destination for Westerners looking to get away? No. <laughs> <laughs> India is not a vacation destination. (laughs) (laughs) India is a transformation destination because in India, you once you come here, uh, you're never the same. (laughs) So it's not a place that you just go like what what what, the reason I I was so sharp saying no was because it's not a place where you just go to relax. It's a place that you go when you're ready to examine yourself more fully and come to know who you truly are, come to know that peaceful state that you are. And India is a great land of contrasts. There's incredible beauty, and as everyone knows, there's immense poverty and filth (laughs) and noise. (laughs) And at the same time, it's it's so colorful and fantastic. So it's a place where you really come to really examine yourself and to see what's really important for you. It's almost like you can go to India, go all the way there to take a vacation from yourself. Uh, or you your come to self, India. Maybe. Yeah, you come to India really to get to know yourself, not to not to get away from yourself, like you would. You know, many people go on vacation to the mountains or the beach or, you know, attractive scenic places because they want to get away from their everyday life and routine and work situation and have a break. But in India, there's beautiful beaches, there's incredible mountains, there's all that, but it doesn't work the way it does in the U.S. or Canada or even Europe. Things are just different here. So you really have to be ready to take a look at yourself and to see what's really important to you and how to really uh, live a life of peace regardless of what's going on around you. You know, Sri, as I've, as I've been doing my podcast, I've found, mm-hmm. myself, I found myself telling the listeners to be the watcher. And, yes. you know, I may have heard this in yoga circles, but I know... I know that I've heard this from you, the the idea of being the watcher or the knower, and and I I know I've heard this from your teachings. Yes. Now, uh-huh. b- before I ask mm-hmm. you about that, 
which I really yeah. want to ask you about that. I, I want to ask mm -hmm. you how you came into meditation and, you know, and maybe it'll help our listeners in, in wanting to sure. start their own practice. Oh, sure. Well, you know, starting out in the 70s when meditation, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi started coming to the States and Canada and teaching transcendental meditation. I had done a course in that, uh, I think in 1973 or four, and just started to wet my feet to, to see. And I enjoyed a lot of what uh, they were saying, that you could experience a state of peace. And by doing this simple technique, you'd have more uh, ease and peace and relaxation and freedom from worry and anxiety in your life and so many health benefits that they were doing all this research and finding that it not only helped with anxiety but all stress-related uh, illnesses. So I was very intrigued by it that, that there could be some method uh, that one could practice where you, you would have all these great benefits. However, I found at the time that it really wasn't enough. I needed to understand more about meditation and how to not only sit for 20 minutes and practice, but how to apply it with my everyday life. Mm. So that ties into what you were saying about the watcher or the knower, because the, the, the next step to meditation, and it's being done a lot now in the mindfulness meditation arena, where people are realizing that there's a you that's actually not your mind or your thoughts. Mm. And we call that you the watcher or the knower. The knower is a good term because it's the one who knows. Not only watches, but knows. So when you make that shift from the basic meditation technique of, say, repeating a mantra or watching your breath so that your mind can be released. Man means mind, thra means to release. To release you from the rumination of your mind, the different vagaries that go on constantly in your mind that keep you identified as a mind-body person and you forget your true self which is actually that watcher or that knower and as soon as you make that shift to know the knower or know the one who's watching then something magical seems to happen where you're no longer a victim to your mind mm. With the, the, I, what I've learned is that the mind is always, to, to me, my opinion is that the mind wants mm -hmm. us to be unhappy. And, <laughs> well, yes, and, the mind we, is, is mm -hmm, go ahead. No, and, we, we're, and we're always associating with that. And then, then we live our days like that, or many of us do, right. where we just seem to be unhappy because yes, that's what we're associating that, with. Yes, the nature of the mind is that it's changing. So if something good happens, you might feel happy. If something doesn't go according to your preferences, you'll feel unhappy. And that's what I was bringing in about India, because things often don't go according to your preferences in India, uh, especially for the Western mind, right? Mm -hmm. Buses aren't on time, planes are canceled, uh, different things like that. Things don't function as efficiently. And yet, it's a, it's a time for real self-exploration because what you find from what you're talking about is that the problem really only exists on the level of the mind and how you think about it. Mm. So, as a for instance, in deep sleep, when you're 
uh, mind is not functioning, you're fine. There's no happiness, but there's no unhappiness. You're just mm. peace, yeah. we could say, right? Or blissful. So then what happens when you wake up in the morning, and as you were just describing, the mind comes in and the mind says, oh, no, another day I have to do this, I have to do that, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. And then you feel unhappy. Contrary to that might be if you're on a vacation and you think, oh, I woke up, I don't have to go to work today. And I can go, you know, sit on the beach. And then you feel happy. Mm -hmm. So it's a constant fluctuation between happiness, unhappiness, happiness, unhappiness, just based on whether your desire is fulfilled. So if your desire is fulfilled and you can go to the beach that day, you feel happy. If your desire is not fulfilled and you have to, you're called into work and you have to work on your day off, you're unhappy. It's, it's a constant back and forth kind of thing when you're only uh, identified as a mind. Yeah. And so the solution is just to let it, to let them all go and just, and just be a watcher, yeah. be, be a knower? Yes, the solution is to come to know yourself, and this is again ties into what I was saying about India, you come to know yourself free from the changes in the mind. So whether you get your preference met or not, whether the bus comes and you get to go to your destination, or you have to stay another night where you are because the bus didn't come, um, either way, you're able to know that your sense of peace and sense of happiness comes from, I hate to say within, because it's not as if it's within your body. That's kind of a wrong yeah. term to be used. Um, but it comes from knowing that knower that you are, because when your attention shifts to the knower or the watcher in meditation, you're immediately blissful, just like you were in deep sleep. So when you can become, when you know that you're blissful, regardless of the situation going your way or not going your way, that's the solution. Now, how do you know that you're blissful? This takes practice, obviously, and that's why meditation is so important, because now you've practiced the other way for so many years to identify with whatever thought comes in your mind, whether you're happy or unhappy, or whether your desire is fulfilled or not fulfilled, whether your body feels comfortable or whether you're sick or um, your health is not going the way you'd like it to go, uh, your finances are not going the way you'd like them to go, whatever the situation is, if, it's, if your happiness is based on that, it'll never be permanent. It'll always be transitory. But when you've clocked in time, knowing the knower or what we call meditation, on the knower, meditation on the space that is forever free, forever peaceful, forever blissful, then that becomes familiar to you. So now you're familiar with that space of your own being rather than only with the mind, which changes. Is it So it's possible to live your entire day this way? Absolutely, yeah. And it's really mm -hmm. just a matter of, of practice. Yes, it's a matter of practice and becoming so familiar with that state of pure, free, forever that we really are. Because as soon as you close your eyes 
in that pause, that's you. There's no problem. It's blissful. It's peaceful. But you, but because you haven't tuned into that, and possibly you've tuned into more of the mental waves, the waves of the thoughts, then that will be your experience. So we're making a shift. It's like a noti- noticeable shift to know the knower. All right. That was part one. In closing, Shri sent me this message I'll read to you now. Transformation meditation leads you from mindfulness to knowingness, from the limitations of the human mind to the purity of the knower, which is pure knowingness. Hey, check out transformationmeditation.com. I'll leave the link in the show notes, transformationmeditation.com. There's a home study teacher training course on the website. I took it. It's awesome. If you feel inspired, check it out. Maybe you can give the gift of peace to others and teach meditation. Hmm. Have a wonderful day. All the best to you, listener. Thank you for joining me. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Work Utopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Alexander on LinkedIn and follow Work underscore Utopia on Twitter. Need some career advice or help? Contact Alexander via email at alex at workutopia.com. Till next time. <laughs>